0: Welcome to Intercut Explains, our review show where we discuss everything related to a new movie or TV show. I am your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, I'll follow you anywhere you go, it's Arturo Zurita. What's up, Zach? I'm excited to talk about
1: what was my most anticipated video game at the time, back in the year of our Lord, 2013. It was one of my favorites of all time, possibly. The show that has finally put to
0: rest that video game adaptations don't have to suck. Yeah. Do we have to have that discussion anymore? Because it's not the first good it's adaptation first. of a video game to a movie or TV show. It might be the best, and it might be the best adaptation particularly, but it's like that whole old that trope. Talk. Exactly. That old trope of like, you can't really get a good movie or TV show off of a video game adaptation, I think is pretty well in dead. Uh, well, with, yeah, with The Last of Us ending its nine episode first season run on HBO uh, as one of their most watched shows and feel like that's only going to increase going into a very hyped for season two Uh, let's take a look back on this season of television because I think it was an eventful one, one that uh, we were watching week to week. I know you don't normally love to watch shows week to week, but you'll make an exception for something like the last of us. So let's start with a two part question. Was season one of the last of us better than the first last of us video game to you? And also, does it have to be to be worth watching?
1: No, it was not better than the video game this is i've I've told you we've now we're now in this new era where the annoying people who will always be like, "Oh, you know, the book was better than the movie." I'm going to tell you right now, the video game fans are now going to be in that pocket talking about, no, the video game was way better than the film. And you know what? I hate to be one of those, because it was. There's just something about the video game, especially with we, uh, replaying the remastered version, where you really get to become these characters. You know, it's it's this next level uh, of a medium where you do have that narrative essence to it while also being a part of it, while also feeling like you're going through the actions of these characters. Uh Again, two completely different forms to look at the story. I think both of them really do the story justice, which is the most important part. But my preferred way would always be to watch or or to play the video game if you can.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are different flavors, right? And like there are certain things that a TV show can't do that a video game can and, and vice versa. I think there are things that they do accomplish on the TV show that wouldn't feel right or or wouldn't be of a part of the, uh, of the video game world. But there are like certain things that I think maybe feel like they're missing when you hold one up against the other. Um, you know, one thing I think most people have talked about is because, you know, nine episodes, even for a TV show is kind of a truncated season. And I, I think there's an element of that, that you feel in that, Because in the video game world, by virtue of them being avatars for for your play, you spend a lot of time just sort of like hanging out with uh, Ellie and Joel, Mm -hmm. sort of just being in their world, hearing little banter that isn't. Consequential enough to make it into a TV show where they have to cut for the best hour, but you know they, you have to fill the hundred or so hours that it takes for you to beat The Last of Us with 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 more stuff that lets you know the characters better, even if it is like little side stories that you pick up along the way. So mm-hmm. it's I, I don't think a TV show limited to nine or so hours is ever going to have the depth that you get from a video game that is as as dedicated to world building as the last of us was but it, to answer my own question, does that mean it's not worth not watching? I don't think so at all, because the, the story that they've told among in, in both of these mediums is one that is really well done. It is really emotional, like gets you very invested in a way that then is used almost combatively against you by its end. I think it's just a, an interesting story. And even though I think there are a lot of, there's been a lot of other things that do this kind of like zombie world bleak humanity is the greatest enemy thing they've it's not necessarily like the most novel terrain i think it's done with an elegance and with a standard of execution that's a lot higher than than most of its like uh similar uh the similar entities out there right i agree is there anything that you can identify that the show is doing better than the games? Even if though you like the games maybe a bit more.
1: Yeah, uh, you were mentioning the fact that you have like the Avatar that's in the way. If you remove what would have been the graphics from 2016, even the remastered ones, which are great, there you cannot beat a true performance. Like that's the whole mm-hmm. point of Avatar, really uh, pushing for it not being motion capture but performance capture. The idea that you can almost not even tell the difference between the motion, uh, the emotions on their face. You're not going mm-hmm. to be a close-up on Bella Ramsey mid-season when you really see the character of Ellie grow up. You know, uh, the, the the tears that Pascal sheds are going to be, you know, just a little bit more real. And you're able to get those close-ups that don't feel like you're watching an animation, which, again, I still think that, that the way that they were able to make the video game really puts you in their shoes. Uh, right. But performance-wise, I think they did a fantastic job embodying the characters. And I was one... Yeah. Where I was a little rough with them at the beginning. I wasn't sure if they were really embodying them. And then midway through that episode four to five, <laughs> I, I was all in. And I think that's was there where a the a was able to take you.
0: Was there a moment in particular? I did want to ask you about that because at least for me, I was pretty in on Pedro Pascal as Joel from the jump. Mm-hmm. There's just something about the the gruff the gruff... Uh, quality to his voice, the weary, worn way he carried himself, where I just didn't—maybe it's because I'm used to seeing Pedro Pascal in these uh, brighter roles, in these more comedic turns, at least of recent, but it just immediately felt like he was the Joel that I remembered. Whereas with Bella, it took me a little bit longer, just maybe because there are— some differences there, but it took me a little bit longer to dive into the character. And then once we got a little bit more season, a little bit more into the like fraught nature and like life or death consequences, part of the show, I was really, really in on her performance. Was there a moment for you that converted you to, to either of their performances? Full spoilers. Yeah. We're going full spoilers here. Intercut explain style.
1: Perfect. Uh, Yeah, I was pretty in uh, on Pedro early on because it's Pedro with a a sidekick who's a lot younger, traveling because they have the special abilities and they need to get somewhere. He kills that aspect of it. But now you actually get to see his face. That moment that you're showing up on screen in the video game, that happens and you are playing the rest of that video game trying to make up for that moment in his life. You feel that immediately in this one. I, I think just the way that it's written and directed in both mediums, when he loses his daughter... I think you're set. You're in on it. Um, for Ellie, when it came to the performance early on, you were talking about how you've seen him in comedic roles. I've seen her in nothing but an accent that is her original, you know, British version of speaking. So early on, I'm right. not going to lie. It's not a matter of like, oh, I got used to it later. No, I actually do think she gets better once the story goes full gear. Early on, you hear a lot of that American slang that's also supposed to be this American girl in the apocalypse. Um but you're seeing a lot of like the 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 inflections in her voice kind of be this uh post-apocalyptic teen that I wasn't buying at first but right. then it's specifically this the the one where they end up with the brother the two the two siblings and an incident happens where the kid turns and she still yeah. has this nature to her where she thinks that everything isn't uh as gloomy as it was um and after that incident happens, she feels guilt. And I think it's that emotion of guilt in her character arc that really pushed her forward. Because from there, mm. the responsibility she has of taking care of Joel, the way that she directs herself when meeting other strangers, it dude, it shifts into the next gear. So uh, I just think the writing in the second half was stronger for her.
0: Yeah, I mean it it brought her from sort of sidekick wisecracking character into yeah. more of a fully fleshed out three-dimensional person, right? Like they, they stopped her. having Joel just sort of like shielding her from the world and had her actually experiencing things and and having to go through ups and downs of her own. And that episode 5 like you mentioned is really like a a moment where the the I, I don't know, thin nature, thin line between your life and death is mm-hmm. perhaps best exemplified. and she's she is has to really feel the weight of losing somebody. Uh, that's a, a thing that they, you know, a thing that they discuss more in the show, I think, yeah. than in, in the games is that like she doesn't quite know as much what it's like to lose people until she goes through uh, the events of the season. And I, I think also- Bella did a really great job of that. That for me, mm-hmm. their performances are something that I I prefer getting from the show. I think there's a depth to those performances really? that you don't necessarily get in the video games. Yeah.
1: Ooh, I don't know. I can't downplay him like that. I think you still get it in the video game, but there's something about a close up to a live action actor. Yeah. Um, to to go back on on her being you know like the 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 whippersnapper who's doing all of these lines. Uh right. I didn't find her as funny in the first season, but that doesn't mean that her as an actress isn't funny. There's that prime movie yeah. that we both liked, the uh, Birdie. Catherine when Calls she Birdie. Is really. Yeah, she's, she's really funny that. when it's written perfectly well. It's just I think she really uh, relished in the dramatic stuff here in that that fifth episode. It's also the moment where it contrasts where we're leading to. This idea of, do you sacrifice her to save everybody else? And it, in mm-hmm. that scene, towards the end, she truly thinks that her blood can save somebody else just because they've been bitten. And it's her realizing like she does not possess that power. Yeah. Or does she? She just never got to know that. So I really love that parallel midway through. So there, there's a lot that was working on in that fifth episode, which, uh, spoiler one of my favorites. Easily. And yeah. I think one of the moments of the series where it trumps the uh, the video game for sure.
0: Absolutely. Uh, get, spe- sticking with the comparison to the video game then, let's let's hone in on some of those things that maybe the show didn't do quite as well, in our opinion at least, Clickers. as they did in the video game. Clickers. in general?
1: Where are they at? <laughs> we got to me... go to Mo. We did not get enough. I'm on that camp.
0: <laughs> there we go. That's yeah, nice I one. mean, they again. It's because they're doing the whole thing of emphasizing that, like you know, humanity is the real great threat. Like they really okay. sideline the clickers, and there's uh, entire episodes where we don't see them at all. And like, sure, they do a good. bit of that in the games as well, but not nis- not nearly as much of it. Um, yeah. It also kind of, I don't know. I-, I feel like there were fewer moments where the clickers. Played an integral role in the plot, right? Like it's more just like plot mechanism to get them from point A to point B, and not mm-hmm. as many moments where it's like, uh, you know, episode seven where it's her and uh, Riley, and and that just sort of like upends their moment. Like I, I almost wish there was maybe a little bit more focus on the interruptions in life, where like you could argue that the the biggest role that clickers played in some of these episodes where like in episode three, it just meant that they're isolated the whole time and don't see anybody. Right. Like the role is that they're, they're making people not interact with other people, not that they're uh, encountering clickers.
1: Yeah. On top of that, they add an extra element to the TV series that wasn't in the video game about how they're all kind of connected through the ground, especially when it comes to the roots. And it's like, That actually means that there should be even more so, because at this point, it's not a sound thing that goes off that can attract all of them. There's almost like this uh, (laughs) avatar tree connection that they all have with each other. I think, and you're showcasing it right there, there's so much detail to them that they did not go the Walking Dead route, where they're just going to put a bunch of extras and really great makeup, depending on what season you're watching, uh, and then you have a horde of them going out. It's like they specifically wanted them to accentuate a part of the story where they're you're getting close ups of them. They're they're very detailed. And when they appear, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, the sound mixing is fantastic. You have them walking around and you get one close-up of them and you see every single detail. And it felt like they weren't gonna go cheap, so you're just not gonna see them.
0: And, <laughs> right. I don't know, so they, they're I, just I, gonna I, use them sparingly. Them. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I don't think that's the world that we're in.
0: Yeah. And it, it also I like I like the Places in which they try to homage the game, but there is a little bit of like, all right, that we're we're at the <laughs> boss now. When this guy comes out, and like, I don't, I, I think sometimes the clicker stuff was almost a little bit too reminiscent of the game, and they didn't do enough like new things with them. I, I liked that they added that element that you mentioned of them being interconnected, um, and I, I don't know, I it it's just interesting to see the the zombies that are kind of the inciting incident be sidelined right. so much. Um, you know, yeah. Um, something else that I'm missing in the show, I guess time is the thing that we talked about ultimately. Um, oh, question. Did HBO just make the most expensive video game ad in history then with, with this show? Because it if, if we're talking about like the better experiences the video game, did they just get millions and mu- millions of viewers to want to go buy that video game now?
1: If they did, that's fantastic. I wouldn't call it an ad <laughs> that'd be below. I want to say that, that Pedro was in a, a trailer for something else, <laughs> uh, a commercial, but I will say that it's, you know how like when a Disney movie comes out and then they do the, the novel adaptation about the, the movie that you just saw? So you can go to the store and buy like the Lego movie as a novelization. You can buy the Star Wars as a novelization. Right. Movies have become the new novelization. Oh, you <laughs> don't have the 60 hours to play the game. Here's the show. A little bit shortened, right?
0: The the last of and us I mean that all cutscenes,
1: nice yeah, it's all the cutscenes like come together, and I say that in a very nice way. I don't think it's a bad thing. We love the yeah. show. I want to make sure people get that we love the show. Yeah, um, but it does feel almost like it's it's cutting well, it down I, I, in order to be able to be the most
0: mainstream. Does that bother you at, at all? Though there are points no, early I understand the on. Well, but there are points early on in the series where I did kind of feel like is there is there enough new here. Right. Like is am I better off just replaying the game with this time or, or, or you know, watching cutscenes? And then I think they do along the way, find enough um, places to add depth, places to add character moments, bits of dialogue that deepen the relationships that, that made it worthwhile to me. But I do feel at least in that first half of the season, a little bit of like, well, this is sort of just like a, a different version of the same flavor.
1: Maybe, but I don't mind watching a movie and then seeing the Broadway adaptation or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I don't mind when something gets adapted to be a miniseries yeah. uh, while they still had a longer version. I like directors. like So to me, I just think it's showcasing a story that has been with us for a decade and keeping yeah. it in the discussion, not just by having sequels to the video game, but having an adaptation for the screen. Make a movie in the future if you wanted to. I think it, it, uh, it allows it to stay alive and to have a different uh, perspective to it. The worst part is when they're bad. <laughs> no one wants to see a bad remake, a bad adaptation right. of something, but this is not bad. It's not even good. It's great. So for that, uh, like you said, I just think it's a different flavor to how you approach the story.
0: Uh, we have a live stream comment from Hillary saying, I wish they had kept the intro sequences from episodes one and two going throughout. 100% which is a, agree. That's easily. a great place to transi- transition to my next point. Uh, in talking about our top three episodes from this year's season. I don't know if you have your top three ready, but my number three is episode two, Infected, because when that show opened in Jakarta and, I felt the world opening up in a way that would have felt very, like, inorganic in the game. It would have felt forced in, in a medium where you are kind of meant to be following your protagonist's character. But it works so well on television to build the world, to let you see aspects of... uh, Of people's lives that don't necessarily brush up against the main character and I agree like I really wish that they kind of went into built that world up more showed us more sides of it showed us maybe different things going on in the United States or something like that too I I, that's something that I maybe missed as they went along uh, Mm -hmm. but was one of the most exciting parts of the series to me and something that was the sh- something that the show did better than the games?
1: Agreed, and that felt like you said where that can't really be a cutscene as much as it is a narrative choice, a narrative intro yeah. for a series. They should have continued that because it was also really cool to see actors that aren't going to appear ever again. They like hired I've, really good yeah. talent to do a bit. They weren't afraid, like you said, to do it in other countries. I, I don't know that that would have been something cool to see, but I understand that they had to like bring it back. And you only have nine episodes, which you know, in HBO standards, nine go the full ten. Right. Ten Bill. Just go all out with it. Go all out with it. Um, personally, I, I do like the episode you mentioned. I think my favorite it has to be episode five. I think it's some of the best performances. It's the one moment where they adapt what happened into the video game and do it better in the show. Um, I want to make sure I get the actor right. The one who plays the older brother. The cut to his face. Uh, I think it was the character of Henry. Lamar Johnson. Yeah. Shout out to you. Sir, we uh, like I said, Alina's been playing the remastered version, so we were always like, mm-hmm. play the two hours of the episode first and then watch it two hours. This was one where we did it in reverse. And maybe it was because we saw the episode before she played the game, but I'm telling you, there is the, the episode 4 one right before they meet where Ellie mm-hmm. does her first kill. Nah, it's better than the video game. You see it, yeah. you feel it. It's like, oh, man, she just lost her innocence. And you don't fully get that in episode 4. But in episode 5... There is a cut, and it's just the way it's directed when the little brother has to be taken out. <sighs> the performance there of the brother just yeah. staring at him and it not cutting, it's the best episode of the series, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, so so episode two was my, my third favorite. I had the finale, actually. Episode nine is my second favorite, but I agree. Episode five, that is the finale. best. yeah. Uh, brutal and to oh. the point, you know. And, and I love okay. the little bits of dialogue that kind of added depth to the character. That's one of the moments that they adapted directly from the video game that I thought like worked really well in the whole bit with the giraffe. So I actually enjoyed, even though it is the briefest one we got. I enjoyed that finale. Um, but I agree with you that episode five endure and survive is is the best of the season. It has all the highs and lows that you can expect from a zombie show. And but that that ending, it, it's just so like. This feels like a weird way to describe it, but like every little action is perfect and rational and you, you can kind of feel the characters processing from moment to moment how to deal with the worst situation imaginable. And, you know... Ultimately, it is about life and death in a show like this. And to put mm-hmm. you in such an uncomfortable position and have you kind of have the same series of thoughts as the character has to have in that moment is so, so effective. Sold, as you mentioned, by those excellent performances. It's the highlight of the season to me. Uh, did you have episode three on your favorites of the season? Because that's yes seems to have yes. been most people's highlight. I go I'm not as five. high on it as most people.
1: Really, I go five one three. I five loved, one three. Yeah, I the like premiere. the idea of just being able to take a, a, a detour because mm-hmm. that to me is not a filler. There's this argument that a lot of people have of what a filler episode is. I'm like, this is not a filler. This is a flex. You could take a mm-hmm. whole hour and just focus on something else to really flesh out the world. I also do think that the way the episode is written, mind you, you're focusing on characters. We're in spoilers. Who do die. Who have nothing to do with their yeah. main characters. So to a lot of people, that's why they rely on that word. Nah, it the, the themes of what happens to those two characters allows you to understand what's happening with R2 right here. It's almost like saying that the intro wastes time because it's not happening during the apocalypse. No.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: intro was important not just because it's the inception of it. It's because him losing his daughter is what affects his entire relation he has about protecting this girl. About accomplishing the job that he he feels he failed once. And that episode, while it's focusing on different characters, is a mirror to the two that we have. It's beautiful, dude. It's beautiful. You yeah. also know how I feel about comedic actors doing drama, <laughs> and he knocked it out of the park.
0: Yeah, Nick Offerman is excellent, I, and Murray Bartlett yes, as well. So, uh, nothing taken away from either of them. I think for me, like I, I liked the story, but I felt like it stayed on one note for the most part, and, and maybe I just kind of knew where we were going. As soon as we got there, because like, really? you I don't know. It, it, that ca- ending was great. <sighs> the ending was fine. The ending was fine. <laughs> the, I, I feel like you can see the the tragic love story thing happening from from the moment that they uh, sit down at the piano together, you know?
1: It's a, it's a beautiful flip from what happened in the game. I think it takes all <laughs> the stubbornness that that character had in the game and made mm-hmm. it something very poetic.
0: Yeah, I didn't dislike it. It just—I don't think I had the same like really it. emotional <laughs> reaction. that the one that we most saw together.
1: Uh, we saw a couple yeah. together. We saw three together, if I'm not mistaken. We yeah, way saw back in Utah the finale together. So yeah, how, how amount- many
0: different states have you watched The Last of Us in now? I think three. Not enough, from man.
1: Me. I'm trying to actually do their whole tour down Colorado, just
0: watching,
1: <laughs> just visit the locations that they're that they're playing yeah. them in.
0: Any guest stars, you just talked about Nick Offerman, any guest stars in particular that you loved or even if it's like the smaller moments, like I, I wanted to shout out, is it uh, Ashley Johnson who gets the role as Ellie's mother in episode nine? And like, not just because like the the similarities in their look, but like her performance also I thought was excellent there. Uh, that was a uh, really cool moment. I think anything that stood out to you?
1: every single one where they got people from the video game to come do that part. Yeah. That who you mentioned, um, I know the one who had played Tess, maybe I could be mistaken, from the earlier episodes. uh, She had said that she had done it for the game, the performance capture, and now she was the age of the character, so she applied again. Marlene. Marlene, thank you. uh, Killed it. Uh, Troy Baker coming back and they're taking the entire episode for me to realize that it's the dude who played Joel was great because he's one of the spiffiest looking dudes like you think mm-hmm. video games and you have probably the most attractive suave looking man doing the Joker doing Joel uh, doing Booker from uh, Bioshock Infinite yeah some of my favorite games so to see him in here I thought was fantastic to see Ellie kill Joel a version of Joel, was great but no I you know uh, a lot of video game movies I think have had that respect for their performers. I know for Sonic, they also brought the actor who did Tails for the video game. Yeah. They came back to do the voice. Uh, and I think there's something in there where they don't have to replicate the exact same characters they were playing, but there's an essence that they bring to the production that, that there's like a DNA to the video game that remains, even if they're doing yeah. something different. All these actors killed it.
0: Yeah, because like, you know, there is sometimes like a a group of people who are such big fans of the video game that they try to advocate for those people playing those roles in like the adaptation and like it's an adaptation you have to change certain things people age and stuff too but this it felt like a really organic uh, way (laughs) to both honor and incorporate all those people and make them more like I think in some of the behind the scenes interviews they were talking about like I just expected to be a clicker that got killed and having them be more than that is really cool. cool.
1: It's just way better. I like the veg brought it up. I don't know if you ever got to see the Uncharted movie. This is yeah. the epitome of how not to do a cameo. They did the complete <laughs> opposite, and I respect that. It wasn't a joke within the universe, mind you, different genres, but it actually fit within it. Uh, there was also a nice little easter egg later on about it being Abbey's. Uh, the Abbey actor was playing someone in the background at the One end. One of the nurses, the yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think all that world building is really cool. What did you think of Melanie as the bad? The, the bad guy for a little bit that we get for, like, what, two episodes? She's starting a lot of stuff. You know, everyone loves her in Yellow Jackets, but kind of playing, like, the leader here who was trying to get back. Um, she convinced convinced me throughout all of it, but there is one speech she gives where, where like, it clicked for me, and I went like, oh, you're like the soccer mom who's in the apocalypse running stuff. And I think yeah. it's because we know her from Yellow Jackets that we could see that kind of sinister uh, side of her in the background. Um, But only having her in two episodes, what would you think?
0: Well, I kind of liked that we didn't uh, necessarily, especially because Joel and Ellie moved geographically, that it wasn't like one big bad chasing them throughout the countryside. Uh, I did like that she wasn't a single episode character. Like I felt, you know, there's like a uh, not bottle episode, but standalone episode quality that to some of the series that I, I like when they're not all standalone episodes. Um, she, she's also like just a really interesting actress. I think she makes really smart choices with her characters and it's, it's kind of like an unexpected person to embody this, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, militaristic le- leader, right? So I, I think there's something fun in how unexpected it is to get this kind of like mousy voice commanding this uh strong arm, but uh-huh. uh I don't know. I think that ultimately her character's motivations were a lot simpler than I than I, I would prefer from something that normally has a lot of depth to its story. Like mm-hmm. it's it's her brother, that, that that's the whole reason for all this. Like I don't know. Um You wanted to go deeper. I yeah, I wanted it to go deeper. It felt and it felt like an underwhelming end uh when they did finally get rid of her.
1: It does have that video game aspect to it where it's, like, final boss stages, okay? Yes. And we're done with her. Like, it, they don't linger in the background, like... You, you would think a story would go where it's like, ah, oh, they're still out there. They might come back. Every single time they hit a checkpoint, they, they clear everyone out. Exactly, done, yeah. They get to the character of David. They're cleared out. You know, they they clearly cleared out all the zombies as well by episode three. So, yeah, I, I can see that part only because it doesn't adapt as well for the show. We had a lot of moments where we're like, oh, my man's going to craft. Time for him to get a new gun. Time for him to reload stuff here. <laughs> There's points, you know, when they're, like, climbing up something and you're, like,
0: boost pressing
1: triangle. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Looking for the ladder. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's the beauty, I guess, of when you're, you're seeing both mediums kind of clash together. But uh, nonetheless, I, I, I do like a lot of the performances that they were able to bring. I guess yeah. e- even David, um, who comes in, I think, the penultimate episode, where you're really able to get one of the best performances out of um, Ellie's character. Uh, he did a good contrast in just being this almost sinister Leader, someone who doesn't want to be a leader but is willing to carry everybody, sometimes for for their own goodwill. But yeah, fantastic. Uh,
0: Let's talk a little bit about season two. We don't want to spoil The Last of Us uh, part two for those of you who aren't people who played the video game. But I think we can talk about the things... We can talk about the things that we're anticipating and excited for. Uh how do you think the show will handle the introduction of some new characters, particularly Abby, since we spend so much time with her in the story for Last of Us Part Two?
1: I don't know, bro. I'll put it to you this way. What do you think are the biggest three well, you said no spoilers, but like the the biggest pushback from part two. Yeah. What do you think was the, the the stuff they need to...
0: <laughs> do you think we're going to have a more interesting su- discussion if we just go full spoilers on part two? Because we can just do that.
1: We need to go full spoilers on part two because there's no other way to talk about the future. Because even when we were talking about uh, the finale and you were saying, I wonder how they're going to adapt something. We all thought you were talking about one thing when in reality you were yeah. talking about the other thing. You're, so... you're talking
0: about a conversation that we tried to have in, in Austin around people who haven't played part two. And, and, so might and, as well yeah, yeah, and not and even have that here. Almost Yeah,
1: there is... There's that idea of just like, when coming for part two, there's what I felt was a big pushback from the video game was what we were saying makes it so much better. You are playing. You feel like you're making the choices. And there was a part in part two where the narrative was set for you. Which part one has that as well? That final decision, which we can mention of Joel. You don't have a choice. You have to choose what they've already chosen for Joel. No one had a problem with that. Cause until the show came out, most people defended the choice. We'll get yeah. back to that, or I don't know if you want to focus on that before we start well, talking no, about
0: part two. But no, I just I'm glad you brought that up because that is one thing that I I really like that the show was able to pull off is that like they get you to the point where you're rooting for Joel and Ellie so bad that you end up in a way almost as a viewer advocating Joel's killings spree.
1: Yeah, but I felt that that's similar was- to the
0: video game feeling. Yeah.
1: But I think that with the TV series, there was more pushback on the decision he made. I found, and it could just be because it's HBO Weekly, yeah. that more people came out trying to go like, I don't know, I think what he did was wrong. Whereas when the video game came out, everybody knew what right. had to be done because we had played for 60 hours.
0: That's the thing, too. Like, the video game gets you into the mindset of, like, you have to kill to survive, and you're also... you Because... Just because it's a video game, like, the the... <laughs> Un- the, the unspoken relationship between you, the video game player and the video game making company is like, I get to shoot things. Right. So yeah. I feel like there's <laughs> the l- contract, the, even, even if like you may not want to do certain things that your video game characters do. I think you implicitly know, like I have to do this to get to the end of the game. Whereas with a TV show, there's almost like this different thing where it's like, I can argue they should have written this differently. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, it it is interesting to note how how much more pushback there was and maybe like maybe because you didn't get to sit there for 5 minutes with the controller in your hand being like do i really have to push the trigger right now you just got to gotta move get forward? Done, yeah especially yeah. for me who
1: took 3 days to beat that ending because i only had exactly. like two <laughs> like a stick and two bullets you had more time uh, to
0: come to terms with it yeah, in the video so game yeah so people
1: are able to discuss it more how will that affect the complete reversal that is part 2 cuz part yes. 2 was the opposite maybe 2013 All right. I mean, yes 2013 we'll, we'll, is completely different to mm-hmm. 2019
0: and we'll go full, a, spoilers full spoilers for the last of us part 2 game from here on out so if you haven't played the game uh you can feel free to check out do you recommend it the game yeah mm-hmm. I mean, it's I brutal, it. but you've, you've come this far. Why not get even more bleak?
1: I say play it. It is a fantastic game, even with its ups and downs. Part one is still my favorite. The remastered is beautiful. Play both games. Yeah. Three, two, one. There's a decision you have to make in part two towards the end where a lot of people, even though having played part one, their narrative's already set for you. They did not like where the narrative went, but boy, was a fit thrown about, but I have to do it. Probably the second most complained about scene would have been mm-hmm. in GTA five when you play as Trevor and you can't pass, the I don't know if you know about this, you cannot yeah. pass the scene until you do the torture. I remember yeah. that being a huge problem with a lot of people. They're like, bro, I don't know, It's a little bit over the top. Hey, I can go to strip clubs and slap people and <laughs> and take cars and drugs and all of this. But the torture scene was like, I don't know, I feel like I'm being forced to play this. Yeah. The no, last exactly, of Us two has an ending. Where you're forced to play that. Will the show yeah. be different? Will they feel different I think, about
0: it? Well, so the thing that's interesting about The Last of Us ending is that they've given you a reason to root in both both characters that are involved in that ending, Abby and Ellie, right? And part of the reason why it feels so conflicted to, to do what you do, to actually, you know, Fight and cause so much pain in that moment is because you know that it doesn't. It's not going to be the best thing for either of those people. That that they're you're now just hurting both of the people you've invested in. I'm curious to see how they handle the integration of Abby because I think they have to get to a point by that finale where you're as invested in Abby as you are in Ellie, and Ellie's got a full season head start and i anticipate she's going to have a lot more screen time than whoever they cast as abby in season 2 mm-hmm. um, unless they go full 50-50 i don't know but it's kind of the video I, game i feel video like the
1: game was a lot more yeah
0: yeah i feel like there's a there's a i feel like by giving you no real like primary rooting interest if they can toe that line if they can walk that tightrope then culminating in that moment is going to feel awful like like a like the worst version of the ending of Warrior or something like that.
1: Yeah, which is the purpose of it, right? It's yeah. not supposed to be this, I don't know, positively cathartic moment. It's supposed to be bittersweet, almost like like you said. Thematically, there's a purpose for it. Yeah. And I just wonder, the right. same way that we're able to sit down with the ending of season one and go like, interesting. Did he do what he did? Was it kind of bad? Yeah. Now with part two... Instead of complaining, will the show be a better medium for people to actually sit down and go, Oh, okay, I'm not being forced to make this decision. I actually kind of see what the themes are here. Well, Couldn't mm-hmm. be more effective. Or will I'm no a... one tune in because of the big incident, which we didn't That's realize. And I got I'm someone supr- who hasn't played the game, so I'm still keeping a cryptic here. But I think both of you have <laughs> played it. Talk about because yeah. look, we got one right here. I'm in the
0: su- chat. I'm yeah. I'm surprised that this isn't where you started with because this is the thing that I cannot wait to see how oh, this just like affects <laughs> the public at large. Like you can't go on TikTok now without seeing some kind of Pedro Pascal meme. You, yes. He's he's the internet's favorite person. I was actually I th- was thinking about this the other day, right? Cuz everybody talks about the red wedding as like the big moment in Game of Thrones, but not a not a lot of people were watching Game of Thrones Damn, in season 2. That more people were watching you at ready? that moment with Pedro Pascal. And what's going to happen when he gets involved in another untimely, horrific death? I mean, the, the public at large is going to be traumatized. Are, how early in the season are gonna, they going to do it? Because this is the inciting incident of the game, right? Are they going to drop this at the end of episode one? Do we have yes. 60 minutes of Pedro yes. Pascal as Joel left?
1: Yes. I hope it's more brutal than the other one that we start making compilations of him.
0: <laughs> that that's just going to be Pedro Pascal's thing now to die brutally yeah. on on prestige needs HBO to end shows. That way too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, that would be yeah. awesome. I mean, Think like it has I'm, to
1: happen. It. Ha- I mean, look, it has and to it happen. It should be the ending of part one. The same way that, that adapt- the, the first one ends with the daughter dying. Mm-hmm. It has to be. It has to yeah.
0: be. I'm, it's just so interesting, given the reaction to pedro pascal i just can't imagine it people that's are going to That's beautiful be, though how are they going to do that are they going to not let are they going to fill the ads with pedro pascal and people are going to get f- feel cheated or something like i'm just yeah, i so can't wait for the people but who beautiful. don't know to find out that's going to be great i think it's
1: what's going to cause a huge uproar my worry is is that after a yeah. couple of episodes will people still be tuning in or will it drop off? May I? That's may that's I?
0: a good question, sure. Say
1: it. You already know who we're talking about. What's the other zombie show?
0: <laughs> oh, right? are, is, are you think you think
1: this is their Steven Yun moment? How could it not be? And that may be the biggest worry that HBO has on their hands. Cuz everybody knows <laughs> if you look at the charts, it is the like craziest yeah. drop that has ever happened right. after the Negan episode. Cuz that is a Negan moment.
0: Negan's likable. Like
1: even, Negan's got a yeah. spinoff. Abby, I don't think, is getting a spinoff. So it is a little worrisome. But they need to commit.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is like they, they've they been very faithful to the games f- to this point. So I don't see a reason why they wouldn't going forward. That being said, killing, killing Joel in the game was extremely controversial. Fans really did not like that. That's. I don't think that's anything compared to killing Pedro Pascal. There's there's a difference between killing Joel and killing Pedro Pascal because it's a
1: double. Yeah. There's a yeah. off-screen persona and the on-screen persona. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I, I think it's integral to part two. They need to keep it. Yeah. Uh, but the best also makes a great I point. I you agree. Know, there's there's different ways to be able to go about it and still be able to pitch it for the whole season in ads because you know you have a bunch of cutaways.
0: True. Yeah, and maybe they just need like ex- an extra amount of. Flashbacks and stuff. It's just gonna be I interesting just think that's if cool. that's really what kicks everything off. Like, that's and awesome. they don't hold it as for a mid season finale or something. I think that's what they have to do. It's just, uh, it'll, it'll. I feel like it'll be the Red Wedding times ten. And I, I don't like to speak hyperbolically, but I, I feel like it, it earned that. You know.
1: I think HBO is looking forward to it.
0: yeah we'll see maybe they're not looking forward to what comes after it but that first episode it's gonna be uh a lot between that and the the sam show it's just gonna be nuts anything else you want to talk about before we uh wrap up this last of us discussion
1: (sighs) again if you have not played the video games do yourself a favor because it's one of those where even though you know the story that just the, the, the gameplay i think we're downplaying um how it revolutionized the ability to be in a cutscene and come out of the cutscene to to the action mm-hmm. to be in the middle of running and then end up in a place those Ooh, doors so seamlessly man. and And that's why the second one's so good, because I don't know what uh, machine they had going on for this, but it just works beautifully. The engine that they have to go in and out of the gameplay. Um, I also think that there's a lot of Easter eggs within the game that you don't find in the show. One of the best parts Mm -hmm. when you're playing the video game is seeing letters scattered to different houses. And if you take the time to invest yourself in the video game, it rewards you back you follow along people who loved ones who have left stuff behind for them and and how those stories end so there's just there's just so much more at play there um that i think it's worth watching and playing both but uh yeah i'm excited to see where they take it i do want to see more clickers in the second one get that budget up okay (laughs) uh that'd be great to see other than that i'm happy i'm happy with it i'm (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i had my my hopes a little iffy when they were going to adapt it into a video game because it just didn't make sense to me i thought the last of us revolutionized what video games were naughty dog did this with uncharted and they did it with the last of us they Mm -hmm. watched blockbusters and said how can we make those better so if they made them better yes it always felt weird that they were going back and you and i we make our living it's our first love tv and movies but there is something about that medium of video games that did elevate it to the next
0: level. Absolutely, uh, Divesh in the live stream says that Game Two will be multiple seasons. I don't think HBO has confirmed that yet, but I would not be surprised if they decide to stretch out The Last of Us uh, into a couple seasons, at least, yeah, at least ten two. episodes. Uh, but just if they do end up splitting season two or Game Two into two and three seasons. Uh, what do you think would be a good cutoff point for the end of season two? Because the one that occurred to me is there's a moment in the movie theater when the characters come back together. Like, you see it from two different perspectives, right? And that would probably be a really cool point to uh, end a season in. Just because, like, you can't wait that long to do the, the Joel thing. Yeah,
1: you can. You wait till mid-season to do the golf club. And I... Guarantee you you'll have a season six Walking Dead. I thought you wanted it to be viewership. episode one. I, I do, but right? no one told me they were pitching two seasons. I don't think they're pitching two seasons, <laughs> but if they're pitching two seasons, then that changes it. Dreshless like, Mason uh,
0: confirmed it, so Who? Craig Mazin confirmed it, according to Vesh. All right, then then I'm going to stick with
1: the golf club. I like the Vesh's uh, previous question a little bit better. Uh, How are we feeling about other adaptations, namely Tsushima, God of War? And then I think he had also asked another one that we may be looking forward to. I have a pick, but how do you feel about those two first?
0: Um, I kind of feel like God of War makes much more sense as a video game. Like, I don't, unless they're going to go... To like crazy lengths to make the CGI really great. I feel like it's just gonna feel like a weird mix of live action and CGI World uh, of Warcraft. On, on a big screen. Exactly, right? And, I feel like, and just, that like was not the same magic. Yeah. You,
1: you feel like Look, that was Su- sushi? Yeah, because Last of Us took out the zombies to the point that we're going, man, there wasn't even that many zombies for the narrative that they had. Yet we still mm-hmm. really like the show because there's so much in The Last of Us narrative that they were missing stuff that was story. Sushima no offense to the acquaintances you make <laughs> along the way but I play that game to get on the horse I play that game yeah. to do ghost mode and all of that is gone it I feel like it's going to be the new Assassin's Creed if they yeah, do Sushima
0: Tsushima also feels like too much in in deference to the great samurai films that came before it right like That's I'd too, rather just watch original. Yeah, I'd rather just watch Japanese cinema than watch it, an American it's gonna have to be who that. watched a lot of Japanese cinema, Try yeah, to the, make that a movie.
1: The best case scenario is using the IP to make an original story. Absolutely. Sadly. But I'm going to give you the best one. L.A. Noir. Yo, we need this as a movie.
0: First of all, <laughs> is, we need is this Is going to come up on the screen too? Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, oh, bro, imagine, imagine, like, the people re-watching it and, and whatever video essays being done about, like, no, they got this one wrong. Here's my ten reasons why I think he was lying. Doubt, doubt, doubt. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: I would love that I'd love one. that. Honestly, I'd love that. I just need another L.A. Noire game first.
1: Yeah, I'd just give me a remaster. Give me the same game yeah. for the PS5. Yeah. What's, what's going on? Yeah. yeah, that game's still expensive. Right. You can't even yeah. get it
0: for cheap. It's worth it. Ooh. It's still worth it.
1: It's really worth it. <laughs>
0: All right, so that's about all for this podcast. You can catch more from me, Zach Shevich, by following me on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterboxd at Z That's Z S H E V I C H. And check out my YouTube or TikTok channels at Multiplex Show Artwork. And people find more from you.
1: You can find me over at LME Explain on Letterboxd, on Twitter, on YouTube, or every week here on the Intercut Podcast.
0: You can listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcatcher is. I like Overcast. And then make sure you're subscribed not just to the audio podcast, but to the video feed as well on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash intercut pod. where you can watch our bright smiling faces as we run through the latest in entertainment. Find new episodes of our weekend must watch every Monday. And please leave us a a comment. Like the videos. Consider heading over to iTunes to give us that much requested five-star review. Shout out to all of you that do like our facebook like our instagram follow us on twitter support our patreon you can find all of them at intercut pod to get updates throughout the week from art from me from all the guests that we feature here on intercut thanks again and until next time it wasn't time that did it